Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. Here we are then. We've made it to the halfway point of Melfest 2024 already. Three shows in the bag, three more to come, including the final in Stockholm on March the 9th. It's shaping up to be another hotly contested show too, uh, with six acts having already secured their spot in that final. Uh, Six more have the chance to join them over the next few weeks. Uh, Before that, of course, uh, we have Saturday's Heat to look back on. Uh, We've just heard the two songs that we had to bid farewell to, along with the two songs that won a place in the final qualifying round that has been bolted on to the end of the new fifth Heat this year. But what about the songs that made it through to the final? Uh, well, here's what happened when Jacqueline and Cassiopeia found out that they were heading to Stockholm. Och den som av er har fått flest röster hittills ikväll och därmed blir vår första finalist är Jacqueline! De har valt att ge sin tolva till Cassiopeia! 
Yes, Jacqueline on debut with Effortless and Kazzy on her return. Both songs written by Kazzy as well. It's the first time in Melfest history that someone who performed one song and wrote another had them both qualify to the final. Very, very impressive indeed. Uh, There's plenty to dissect from Saturday's Heat. We'll do that with an expert panel as usual. Plus, we'll do what we usually do and look ahead to this week's heat. And if that wasn't enough, the one and only Dotter will be making her Melfest Monday debut as we'll be finding out why she's back in this year's competition. So we've got all that and more still to come. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotour Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Let's welcome our panel then, shall we? It's the Return of the Dream team. Uh, first up, from Afton Blardet, Toby Eck. Hello, Toby. Hi there. Nice to see you again. Uh, from Swedish Radio and, of course, Melfest commentator, Bella Quist. Hello, Bella. Hello. Hi. And uh, the presenter of Furfest, Efterfest, and you'll have seen her during the live shows of Melfest this year, uh, working away on the facts and the stats and the gossip, uh, Tina Marison. Uh, Tina, hello. Hello, 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 hello. Sharing <laughs> from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel quite starstruck being on with you both because everything I consume currently features Tina and Tom, but it's like everything I watch and listen. <laughs> and I'm not in the Melfest bubble yet, so I'm just like, ah! Yeah, that's what I feel sitting here with you guys. That's sweet. Tina, what's it been like in the arena? Because when we spoke to you a few weeks ago, I think we only knew you were going to be doing the, the pre-show and the after-show. I don't think we knew exactly. you were going to be in the live shows. So it was, a, it was a lovely surprise to see you in the shows. What's it been like? Oh, it's been... Um, I've had nights where I have not been able to sleep. Uh, out of uh, panic, sheer panic. Um, I'm not doing this commentating uh, for the television audience alone. Of course, I'm doing it with the brilliant Ronnie Larsson from the QX magazine here. He's the uh, head editor. Um, He is actually the one providing most of the stats because he's like an encyclopedia of information in regards to Mello. So he's teaching me a lot. But but it's uh, it's a huge honor. It's so much fun, so much pressure. Um, (laughs) And on some of the heats, it's also sort of stressful. Like we're supposed to very quickly uh, count all the um, the votings and you know understand the whole st- stats of everything and sort of put that into into context for the for the TV audiences. That is um, that's much harder than I actually thought it is. But I'm very grateful that I have my commentating partner Ronnie with me. I must say that I absolutely love this segment. Uh, uh, and I love you doing it, Tina, with my dear friend Ronnie as well. Uh, uh, and and of course, I am biased here because Ronnie is a really good friend of mine, uh, and uh, and I'm here with you, Tina. But I love how Melody Festival this year takes the competition seriously and and does this this part for the one the, for the fans who are really into the competition. Two thumbs up. Thank you very much. <laughs> No, I love it. And the fact that you add little bits of details, how it's gone in rehearsals. It's because these are the things people will be sat at home thinking about, wondering, you know. Uh, and obviously that's what we try and do in the English commentary as well. But I love that you do that in the main show now. What I really want to know is, Tina, when they do the results at the end and it goes halfway through and then they come to you, of course, 
do you know what the final results are going to be at that point or are you are you just like us watching at home yeah we all, we do know the f- four first ones uh so so we know basically the only the only difference is that we get that information a few more minutes before actually the viewers mm. do so just so that we have time to prepare you know the context of everything um but where me and Ronnie deliberately have asked them not to tell us the end result until as close as it can, it can possibly get for us just because we well we don't accidentally want to say something <laughs> <laughs> uh but also to you know to also be sort of you know, we want to cater to the TV audiences. Um, mm. We're not supposed to be hosts. We're not supposed to be. We want to be on on in the sofa with them, just with a little bit more knowledge, um, and still uh, contain the feelings that they had that, that we can share together. Just that we have a slightly more bits of facts that we can give. Yes. Well, you're certainly doing a good, good job. You're getting great feedback from Toby and Bella as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everyone in Sweden watching is loving it as well. I um, hope so. <laughs> absolutely. Shall we chat about the the show at the weekend more generally, the, the artists uh, that we saw? Uh, Toby, let me come to you first, because we were in Vekwa, uh, which in the past... Where, where, where were we? Oh no, I thought I was going to get away <laughs> with that. Is that not good enough pronunciation? It's all right. Vekwa. Okay, that was that was that was virtually what I said, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, okay. You can let me off. Sure, it was what okay. You said. Okay. Anyway, we <laughs> uh, that was, of course, the same city that uh, in 2012, uh, Lorene first performed Euphoria. In 2017, it was the same city that Robin Bengtsson first performed uh, I Can't Go On. Uh, Toby, did we see the winner of Melfest this weekend? I don't think that we did. Um... Jacqueline might have a chance, but uh, but I I I don't think that we saw the winner of Melfest. I don't think we have seen the winner of Melfest yet. Uh, I'm just hoping to be much more flabbergasted by something uh, coming on. I, I want I want to be astounded, and I haven't been that so far in the competition. Bella, have you been flabbergasted or astounded from any of the performances on Saturday? Um, obviously, like I remain impartial, and I love all the acts. But I was, and I was extremely, uh, you know, impressed by everything mm. I've seen so far. Uh, but having no knowledge of Jacqueline from before, and the first time I heard it, I there was something that really hit me about her song, where I was like, oh, like I got some feeling where this, uh, I didn't had no expectations, and I thought it was wow, like uh, real out of the box, um, really great. So that that had a certain feeling for me, but but like. Cassiopeia as well, what an amazing song, taking all the boxes. And uh, there are so many great acts this year. I can't really pinpoint anything. Uh, but I was very pleasantly surprised by Jacqueline, having not heard her before, I'll say that much. And the reason why I didn't mention Cassiopeia here is because never has there have there been a Melfest winner who didn't win their heat. Until that happens, I will, I will stand by it's only going to be between the, uh, the heat winners. And that was Jacqueline this week. But you are absolutely right, Bella. Her performance is amazing. She sings without backing vocalists. She doesn't have any support in the uh, lead vocals. And she sung equally well throughout every single rehearsal. She is amazing on stage. But I, and I think the stage show is amazing. But, but I, there is something a little bit more edgy that I would want into something that we should send to Eurovision. 
Do you think? I thought, I, for me watching at home, I thought it was a flawless. I hate to use the word effortless because, of course, it's the name <laughs> of the song. And it's such an easy pun to make. But she just looked effortless on that stage, do you not think? Oh, absolutely. But, but for me, it's, it's something about the song. Uh, I, I think that there's something I, I would, I love, I love, I love the song, but I would want something even more, even more contemporary, even more uh, unique. Tina, you would have spoken to Jacqueline straight after the show. What, what did she have to say? Well, she was um, um, quite surprised. She's not necessarily a very sort of extroverted person off stage. She gives everything on stage, but off stage she's quite calm, uh, calm and collected. Um, but she was, of course, I mean, she did have emotions. Um, she was very <laughs> humble. She was very grateful. Um, she could barely believe it. And I and I think I saw a video on her Instagram uh, today of a story where she was you know, the same. She could barely sort of grasp that she was going to the finals. And I believe she said she was going to celebrate with her family. That's at least what I remember from our conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bella, what do you think? Were you obviously watching at home uh, like I was, like a lot of people listening? What did you think of, of her performance watching as a viewer? Oh, I thought it was a brilliant performance. What a way to start the show as well with her like sending from the roof almost mm. and uh, really visually amazing really nice um what struck me obviously we had two female winners both written by Moa Cassiopeia all of the dancers wearing the same outfits clearly that's the winning thing this year the morph <laughs> suits is that what we call them like yes. that's is that a thing um yes the, i think that that made me chuckle that those were the ones that the audience loved um a lot yeah <laughs> I think we, we should chat about Cassiopeia, of course. Uh, she's got a place in, in the final as well. And Bella, she's written both of the songs, which is an achievement in itself as well. Mm. Uh, and I know you've worked with her in the past on some Eurovision coverage. You must have had a mm. smile as, as big as anything on your face when you watched her perform as well. She is such a warm person and such a happy, smiley, positive person. So whenever she's on stage, it just makes me smile as well and I thought it was so uh, touching to hear her talk about the song uh, in the podcast last week but also on um, TV where she was talking about how it's about um, her anxiety and worrying something I can relate a lot to (laughs) so I thought it was really lovely for her to talk about that and for the song to be about some self-love and you know that kind of thing so can we just say that outfit how amazing she's made it from (laughs) Christmas t- like tinsel apparently um yep. a big fan <laughs> I think naturally people will compare it to her performance uh two years ago so feel free uh, do you want to compare it, it to a performance two years ago I, I can absolutely do that this is the same type of 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 bag of of mixed sweets it, it, it's a bag of candy <laughs> Uh, both the song and uh, the performance and what's on stage. It, it is a little bit more psychedelic. And the, uh, the dancers' outfits are also very much like uh, a Swedish chocolate bar called Kex Choklad. Um, uh, I, I can't stop thinking about that. And those, those eyes that are in the, in the dancer ha- dancers' hands, they make <laughs> me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, but apart <laughs> apart from that, I absolutely love this. Uh, I, I I think she's so sweet and so funny and so loving 
and I love watching her do this on stage. Uh, the hook is um, is catchy. She's a great songwriter. Uh, it might not be as catchy as as um, um, uh, can't get what was I can't get enough. Yeah, I can't get enough. Thank you. Um, but uh, she's still she's gonna have a great hit with this. Uh, but seeing her joy at the after party last night, she was the one that partied until the party closed. I knew it wouldn't take you long to mention an after party. Um, have you been covered in champagne yet? I know it's your go-to thing to do at an after party. A little last night, uh, more uh, the, the week before, Liamo uh, uh, locked eyes with me and just went for it across the table and emptied the bottle over me. Uh, I love it, of course. Shall we chat about the artists who uh, went through to that final qualifier? Because it was very close in the end, wasn't it? We had Cloudy on 59, uh, Gunilla Purse on, on 56, and then Clara on 52. So it's just seven points uh, separated them. Tina, obviously, when you were in the arena and you were uh, in the middle of those scores and doing some of those stats and facts, you must have been thinking, even at that point, this could go one way or another. Yeah, and we knew quite early on in the show that the voting uh, was very sort of tight and that there were small shifts going on throughout throughout the whole show, even, even I think, before the last uh, song was performed. Um, so that was very exciting for both me and Ronnie, of course. Um, I, I was... Uh, I, mean, I still don't really think that I've sort of calmed down from that, uh, <laughs> from that <laughs> voting session. Um, but it was, uh, but it was interesting. I, I actually thought, because generally um, I would say that when you have debutants, of course they have, they might be to a slight disadvantage when you have other artists that of course have the audience know them. They've heard the songs, they have a longer sort of timeline, a story or a relationship to the viewers. So I was positively surprised when Claudia actually went to the, the qualifications and I was uh, uh, happy for Gunilla because she was very happy uh, that she did not have to leave the, the competition. And she was extremely um, surprised and humbled by the love that she got in the arena. She started crying on the after party show that we had, on the after show that we had as well. She was close to tears. And to add to that, Tina, um, the fact that three out of the four uh, that 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 are still in the competition were newcomers. That that's yeah. almost unheard of. The only thing that I would have wanted even more was if Clara would have made it instead of Cloudy, because that would have made it the first time ever for female qualifiers. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But of but, but but instead we got three debutantes, and that's mm, almost that's impressive as well. Yeah. Toby, last week on the podcast, I, I don't know if you listened. I know you're an avid listener, but I know you're very busy. I may well have compared you to Gunilla Persson because you're both fairly controversial, uh, which did get a laugh from your colleagues, uh, Steena and Jenny, I must admit. Um, did, uh, <laughs> did you catch up with Gunilla at, at all during the week? Uh, me and Gunilla are, are now best friends. Uh, and I... Uh, and I don't really know what I've done to deserve this, but she sees me <laughs> and she runs up to me and hugs me and says, thank you. And I, um, I haven't been particularly 
I haven't been extra nice to her. I've been, I've been, I've been trying to be as neutral as I try. I always try to be constructive when I, when I, when I write about rehearsals. I've, I've written that she's, she's made lots of mistakes and what she, what she needed to improve and that there was a risk of her becoming Samir and Victor because the first two sentences during rehearsal, her first two lines in the song uh, really sounded awful several times during the rehearsals. And I think that was part of why Samir and Victor didn't make it through because it sounded off key straight away and then nobody cared. And, and so, so I, I haven't been, I haven't been extra nice to her, but I've also been constructive and I've, I've written, uh, I, I, I've written that I absolutely love the song and that it's catchy and that, that it's just got, gotten stuck in my head. And perhaps her team has only showed her the, the really nice things that I've written. It might be that. But, but I, uh, we, we've had some fun times. Uh, she's, she is an eccentric woman. And this is also what, what her daughter calls her. My mother is eccentric, but I love her. And I would say the same. She's very eccentric, but I'm very fascinated by her and how the audience, how she managed to go through with the performance and improve herself throughout rehearsals uh, to the point that she was excellent uh, uh, in the broadcast. Bella, I was surprised to see you go through, not necessarily to do with the performance at all, but because when we were chatting last week on the podcast, uh, Jenny and and Stina, uh, Toby's colleagues from Aftonbladet, were saying that she she obviously is a well-known character in Sweden, but potentially not the most loved. So I I was surprised to see so much love and affection for her. Yes. Um, I mean, so I lived abroad for many years. I kind of missed out on the whole, like, of her fame on television, but I've sort of caught up now mm. uh, recently. And um, from what I've read, yes, very controversial. I did think that Toby was going to hang up when you when you compared the two. <laughs> that was, um, but um, that was big of you, Toby. Um, no, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to expect, really. Uh, she did really well. Was it from 16 to, like, the, the 30s, the two sort of mid-voting groups, but then quite badly in the other ones. So she's clearly found her, like, audience there, um, the sort of TikTok audience, I assume. I did see a lot of influencers um, sort of share about her and say that they absolutely love her and she's a queen and, you know. So she's definitely found an audience. Um, so I'd say that she's... Um, there are those who love her, absolutely adore her, and then there are those who are more lukewarm, I guess. Um, but yeah, really interesting, really, really, in- and what a performance! I mean, the dancers. Can we just give them like, please, a shout please, out as a well? Shout Amazing, out. Thank, right? Thank you, Gunilla, for giving us cowboys. Yes. <laughs> the Melody Festival and dancers throughout—they are amazing. They're How excellent. quickly they adjust, adapt, change. Uh, the, the, from the style to the, the dancing style, everything they don't get the credit that they deserve. Because like during Kim Cesarian's um, performance as well, and I love it when they bring on Lamin as well and Daniel, mm. like they have this incredible chemistry that just goes through the the screen. And for big like Melfest fans and nerds, you know, you recognize them from these iconic numbers throughout the years. And it just, oh, I adore them so much. Because a lot of the dancers, you know, many people listening might not know, a lot of them are house dancers. So they might do performance number one, quickly run off stage, change their clothes and come back on for performance number two, right? 
Oh yes, that's exactly. They have a quick change behind backstage, so they basically run off, uh, pull everything off, pull on a, a new outfit on, and then they run upstage again. Um, and the, and the I think also another thing that I would like to highlight when it comes to the dancers is that even during rehearsals they nail every single uh, movement because usually I used to be a dancer when I was younger obviously not on a professional level at all but like usually during rehearsals the dance teacher always would be like just mark your movements you don't need to do them fully but our house dancers they do it fully to 100 and 500% every <laughs> single time which is a is a testament to their absolute devotion to the to the actual crafts which i think also should be highlighted when speaking about them they're real professionals shall we quickly touch on the two artists that we we had to sadly say goodbye to then uh, on saturday night uh, clara klingenstrom making her return uh, after three years away bella uh, what did you think of her performance because there was certainly nothing wrong with it whatsoever but sadly no. two people do have to go home yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought she did so well. I loved that it was kind of uh, not like, what do you call it, scaled back. Like there mm. was loads going on, but like her with her guitar and uh, and she brings this sort of rock vibe that I love and this sort of punky spirit. And uh, I think that she's kind of like the Kelly Clarkson of Sweden. She makes these songs that you want to sing along to when you've had a rough time and you're like, you know, what, so I think that this song, I, st I still think it will do really well, but outside of Melfest, it's a perfect song to like shout along to, you know, <laughs> um, I was certainly doing that. So yeah, I, I thought she did really, really well. And I was thinking about, I know Topper has this theory about, uh, so I'm stealing it right off now, Topper, but that like <laughs> boy will always beat girl. And I think that like between Cloudy and Clara, they were sort of similar and that maybe it was between them. Yeah, we we've seen it so many times in Melody Festival, and that that when it is when 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 it, when how do you say it? when push comes to shove, mm. boy always beats girl. And here we had two two pop songs in in Swedish that was a little bit of on the sadder type, and then Cloudy beat Clara. Toby, Bella, Tina, stay right there. We'll look ahead to uh, heat number four right after this. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
your home for everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. Welcome back to Melfest Monday from us here at the Eurotrip. Plenty still to come as we look ahead to heat number four. Dotter will be stopping by for a chat as well, so don't go anywhere. Uh, I'd love to take a, a quick moment to remind you about Buy Me A Coffee. It's the place you can go to support what we do here on the podcast. Rob and I bring you the best coverage of Melfest and, of course, Eurovision uh, that we possibly can. We love doing it. Uh, and if you'd like to say thanks and support us with a few pounds, euros or krona uh, that you have going spare, then we'd be ever so grateful. You can do that by heading to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Eurotrip podcast. Or if you just want to get in touch, then you can email us, hello at eurotrippodcast.com, or we are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads at eurotrippodcast. Now then, shall we delve into the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame? Uh, It's not been a good start for me, has it? Uh, The last three weeks, uh, I've been asking for your help to induct some iconic Swedish songs and performers into our very own Hall of Fame. I choose a nominee, Rob chooses one too, and then you choose between them over on Twitter. Well, Rob won again last week, so Fame, according to you, is the best duet Sweden has sent to the Eurovision Song Contest. This week, though, we are looking for... Carola's best song at Eurovision. Yes, she's been there three times, 1983, 2006, and of course 1991 when she won. So again, we're making things difficult for ourselves by not giving us many songs to choose from. So just three to choose from. Uh, Let's find out which of those Rob has chosen. Well, 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 here we are, another week, another Malfest Monday Hall of Fame, and another entry for me in the Hall of Fame this year, or at least I'm sure it will be, given that so far we have done this three times on the series, and how many entries have you got in the Hall of Fame, James? Yep, no, that's none. How many have I got? I've got three. So you could say I'm feeling invincible. Oh, is that a hint for my entry into the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame this week, or my submission rather? I think it is, because if we are talking best caroler songs, and yes, I'm going to say caroler, not Corolla, best caroler songs at Eurovision, then it has to be this one. It's her entry from the contest in Athens in Greece in 2006. This is Invincible. It's getting a bit cocky, uh, if you ask me, uh, but there we go. Um, well, I'm going to go back to 1983 when she made her Eurovision debut. Yes, Fremling. Uh, She made her debut in Melfest that year, winning convincingly after scoring top points from all regions of Sweden. 
Then, of course, she went to Eurovision and finished third. She's not one to finish at the bottom of the leaderboard, is she? Uh, First in 1991, third in 1983, and fifth in 2006. Very, very impressive. Well, anyway, those are your choices, Fremling or Invincible. There'll be a poll over on Twitter at some point on Monday, which will be live all week, uh, so go and cast your vote for Carola's best Eurovision entry. Your home for everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. Now then, we're going to focus on heat number four. It's coming up in just five days' time. Toby, Bella and Tina will be back with us to do that in just a moment or so. But first, shall we welcome Doctor onto the podcast for the first ever time? Uh, It's great to welcome Doctor onto the podcast. Uh, She is, of course, in Melfest again this year. She's been in it uh, a handful of times before, made her debut back in 2018, Uh, came so close to winning as well back in 2020 and returned again, going back to the final in 2021. Well, three years later, she is back with a brand new song called It's Not Easy to Write a Love Song, which she has written alongside Dino Medenhodzic, who is, if you didn't know already, her partner. And this is going to be the first time that she is competing in Melfest since becoming a mother. So we will chat to her about that. We'll chat about her previous participations in Melfest. We'll ask her what it's like taking her baby with her on tour and indeed what it's like working with her partner on music. Uh, so this is what happened when Rob caught up with Dotter. So Dotter, welcome to the Eurotrip. Thank you very much. Dotter, the obvious question is, why now? Why, why are you back in Mellow in 2024? <laughs> why am I back? First of all, it's the it's the song. Uh, I never write music for Maldivasvalen, but when I write music and I and I when it when the song is finished, sometimes I feel like this could really fit for Melody Festival. <laughs> or I feel like this needs to, to have a, a bigger, you know, audience. I don't want just want to drop it on Spotify. So uh, that's what it feel with this song. I really felt like this song need, needs to be seen uh, on a bigger scene. And also uh, when I was participating in 2020 and 2021, it was a, a pandemic. <laughs> So I didn't have the chance to to meet my audience immediately and I had to wait for like two years and it felt like my music then wasn't that, um, what do you say, like, uh, yeah, they've been waiting two years and I was not that, what do you say, popular <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know what you mean. You get the full yeah. you get the full Melody Festival and experience this time, yeah. right? That's the, uh, that, yeah, that, that's the so. most exciting thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's really exciting. Did you have any thoughts? I was going to say over the last couple of years of competing in, in Melody Festival, and but I mean, you you and Dino yourselves, you've been you've been pretty busy yourselves anyway. So presumably, yeah. there hasn't been a lot of time for that. No, no, exactly. Uh, we 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 had a baby. Uh, Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. She's fifteen months now. So yeah, it's been a really fun and uh, stressful year. <laughs> so we we've been focusing 
most of, of our time on her. Uh, I haven't been able to write almost any music, uh, but I've been per performing uh, a lot. Uh, she was uh, joining my whole tour last year, so uh, she's, she's a little bit of a tour baby. <laughs> what are the, the best and worst things about having a baby on tour? Um, the best thing is that I can bring her like uh, with me on my job I can be anywhere and she can join me and I can be with her almost uh, like the whole time except for when when I'm on on the stage <laughs> but the worst thing is uh, to be in the car with her because she don't want to be you know stuck into a car seat uh, for hours yeah. <laughs> So we started to take the train uh, nowadays because now she can walk and everything. So she she really don't want to sit down for more than like twenty minutes. <laughs> and uh, and how how much of the the mellow twenty twenty four journey do you think she'll get to see? I think almost nothing. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be she'll be at home. Yeah, I think that's better for her to be like in the park and with her dad. So me and Dino is not touring together anymore. He has to be with her and yeah. But it's fine. But a little bit sad, of course. So we've mentioned Dino, of course. Dino Medenhodzic, your your partner, yeah. who who is a, a a huge songwriter in Sweden, and of course people will have seen him in in Melody Festival and before. How much of a help for the two of you is it that you can bounce ideas off one another, and then also obviously work together as you as you have done on your entry this year? I think it's it's both uh, great and bad because <laughs> uh, you can be like 100% honest with your partner and sometimes it's not that professional <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> you can get really angry, but also it's really good for the song sometimes when you can be truly honest and really say that I don't really like this idea and can we skip this part or you know because uh, when you write with the new people every day you feel like you you have to know them to be that honest so that's a good thing actually um, so most of the time it feels good to be working with your partner. So we, we've already spoken about obviously how 2024 feels different for you because, you know, there's not a pandemic, thankfully, and, and the experience will be very, very different. Would you say that you're different as an artist compared to the last two times you competed? Yeah, I feel so. I mean, it's been, I think, three years. So I, I think I've, I've grown a little, but also since I I become a mom, I feel like I'm a little bit of a different person. And I also hear music differently. Like lyrics means a, a lot more to me now than it was before. Uh, I can really listen to, to lyrics now and feel things. Um, so, and also the love you feel for your child, that's uh, a, a kind of love that you've never felt before. It's crazy. I know that people say that all the time and, and it's true. Uh, it's a crazy kind of love. So when I write music, I feel different. Um, so I feel like my music has grown a little bit. Like I feel a little, a little bit more like an adult than a child. <laughs> but most of the time I feel like a child. <laughs> How difficult was it to return to Mellow in, in 2021? Because obviously in 2020, you came so close. You were you were one point away from representing Sweden. Um, and yeah. obviously we obviously we know what 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 would have, have eventually happened anyway. But how difficult was it to return to the competition having come so close to winning it? 
Or did it just make you hungrier to win? At first, uh, 2020, I wasn't even ready to to win uh, because the the year, uh, the first year when I was per- participating, uh, 2000, 2018 with the song "Cry," I went out uh, like directly. I didn't even it came to the the what's the what's it called the second chance or anything. Uh, so when I was going to participate with Bulletproof, I felt like it can be the same thing. Like I, I can be out immediately, but it doesn't matter because I just wanted to show my song. I felt like this song can be huge. Uh, even if it can, even if it doesn't go to the final, I mean, people can uh, at least hear it. So I wasn't even thinking like I could come that far. <laughs> so when I, I was like one point from winning, I felt like, oh my God, I don't even know if I'm ready. So I'm, I'm quite thankful actually <laughs> that I yeah. didn't win. But then after that, I felt like, okay, it could be fun to win, maybe. So then I participated with Little Tot. And also because of the pandemic, I felt like I want to participate again and see what happened. But then it was pandemic one more year. So yeah, it didn't really matter. <laughs> How special is it for you as an artist to to still have so much love for for your music? You know, all of your music, not just your Melody Festival and entries, but you know, you have such a such an authentic and a and a you know iconic sound. So, how much do you enjoy the fact that your fans still have, and wider Eurovision fans as well, have so much love for your Melody Festival and entries even now? Oh, thank you so much. I'm I'm super happy and thankful. I'm I'm just there's no words because uh, I felt like people had forgot about me, <laughs> but but I, I realized that you are still there and you are still uh, happy to see me in the show. Uh, and I love to show my music and and share it with everyone. So I'm just super thankful and happy. Well, before we finish, let's talk about the song. It's not easy to write a love song. What can people expect when they hear it for the first time? Mm, uh, they can expect a mid-tempo song uh, and uh, a little bit organic and dynamic, but also explosive. So it got like the whole thing. <laughs> so it it still it still sounds very authentically Dotter. What we what we know and love from you, right? Absolutely, hundred percent. And I know you're going to tell me that you can't tell me what people will be able to see on stage because that's all very top secret. The the, the question that I ask in this instance then is, is there a colour that people can expect to see? Uh, not really. There's not much <laughs> colours at all, actually. That tells me not enough. Totally that's... black. <laughs> <laughs> that tells me enough. That tells me enough. And, and Dotter, obviously, how special would it be to 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 win if you were to win this year? Because obviously, you would get to represent Sweden at home on home soil. So, what would that yeah. be like? That would be so much fun. Oh my god, I would love to represent uh, Sweden. So, yeah. But um, at the same time, I feel like it's it's a competition. Uh, I don't want to think that it is a competition. I just want to show my song. You know, so yeah, it's like I don't think that I should overthink anything. I should just feel and uh, enjoy, you know, and do what I love. <laughs> so. uh, and you and you, and you said it's you know it's not a competition, or you don't want to think of it as a competition. So how how nice is it to be able to to catch up with some of the other artists and and have you had the chance to speak to anyone else who's uh, who's part of the the class of twenty twenty four. Yeah, it's so much fun. And there's a lot of artists that I already know. So I think it's going to be super fun this time. 
Dota, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for speaking to us and, uh, and all the best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Great to speak to Dota for the first ever time here on Melfest Monday, or indeed the Eurotrip. She made her debut, so it was great to chat to her. Uh, let's welcome back Toby, Bella and Tina. They are back with us to look ahead uh, to heat number four. And Bella, do you want to take us through the running order for Saturday night? I would love to. We've got Alvin Tingvall with Done Getting Over You. Lia Larsson with 30 km i timmen. Dotter with It's Not Easy to Write a Love Song. Scarlet with Circus X. Lasse Stefans with En Song om Sommaren. And Danny Saucedo with Happy That You Found Me. Lovely jubbly. I can you just read out um, Leah Larson's song again? Because as an English speaker, well, to any speaker, it just it would look like it's in their native language. So to me, I would have thought it was 30 kilometers an hour. But Bella, it is actually... Um, 30 kilometer timmen. But I mean, I'm just assuming she's singing in Swedish, isn't she? I'm quite sure, but I'm not sure how she's pr- pronouncing it, though. So, see, I could have got that wrong. Okay, so it's either 30 kilometers an hour or 30 kilometer timmen. Which is a reference to how quickly you can drive these slow-going uh, vehicles that the young kids can go around in listening to Epaduk, I believe. Yes, so we would usually go through these in order of the performances, but since we're talking about Leah at the moment, we, we sort of referenced this a couple of weeks ago when uh, when Gustav Darlander was on the podcast and we were previewing uh, heat number two, because this is the same sort of style uh, we've seen already in Melfest this year. It sort of made its Melfest debut, this uh, genre of music, didn't it? Um, yes, we had Fröken Snusk, uh, although over last year we sort of uh, had uh, Elov and Benny, but it wasn't as maybe, mm. you know, Epadunki. Um But yes, <laughs> Fröken Snusk, I would say, is a similar vibe that we will expect from Leah Larsson. Um, yeah, so that's the kind of upbeat poppy tune vibe it's difficult to describe i'm looking forward to hearing it a song to party to yes uh, the the genre is really invented uh, for partying whether it's with alcohol or without alcohol but but to to uh, to dance around shout along to and party and um, i'm i'm looking forward to see whether this um, uh, whether this outshines Fröken Snusk or whether Fröken Snusk is the queen of Epadunk in Sweden. Well, she's actually worked with Melody Festivalen as a social media um, content creator. Uh, but she also, I mean, her most of her sort of output and what she's known for is um, things that she do on TikTok. There's lots of dancing. There's lots of singing cover songs. I think she has... Uh, somewhere around 400,000 followers. Um, so so she's more into, she has a sort of TikTok career more than she has maybe a, a more traditional musical career with, uh, with this thing. But ob- obviously she has fans and obviously she wants to uh, pursue this singing. So yeah, it will be exciting to see what she will bring to Melfest. Let's take one step back then uh, to the artist who was opening the show, Toby Albin Tingval. What do we know about Albin? Uh, Albin was the runner-up uh, of the Swedish Idol two years ago. Mm. Uh, and um, more than that, I don't really know. I'm expecting him to do a, um, a, a pop song, but I, I, 
I don't really know what what he brings into the competition. Having him start the the heat, I would expect it to be upbeat and a little bit, you know, modern, uh, a little bit of a party vibe. But but I I really don't know. I I I might actually have heard this song, but I don't remember it. Oh oh, well. But but. but Okay, I'm 46 years old. My memory is really, really short. I might absolutely love it when I hear it, when when they play it Tuesday. When did you hear it? Because if it was yesterday, then I could just say... No, no, no. no. This was, if I've heard it, it it was before before Christmas. Let's do Doctor next. Uh, Bella, can I come to you first uh, about Doctor? Uh, because I think for, for international viewers who are Eurovision fans probably first and foremost, when they see Doctor in the lineup for Melfest, the excitement levels go through the roof. Absolutely. People love her across the globe. Um, so I think a lot of fans will be tuning in for this one, hoping for her to get a revenge and... Um, Win. I mean, that's just from, judging from like the kind of messages we get uh, mm. throughout the commentary. Um, yeah, she's she's got a lot of fans uh, outside of Sweden. Because we were just chatting to her there, and obviously we mentioned that in twenty twenty or twenty twenty rather, she was mm. what one point off of off of a win. So you know, she's been so close before, hasn't she? Exactly. And in this heat, we'll have two people who have been very close to winning before with Danny Saucedo as well. So uh, it's going to be a really interesting one. Um, my feeling, just judging on that sort of history, is that they're both very keen to to win the whole thing. They are. But I, I, I just want to go back to my rule. Boy wins over girl. Unfortunately... I think that um, this is Dotter's fourth fourth run in in Melfest. And unless she has the same type of upbeat uh, uh, pop song, uh, I think think that a lot of the Swedes can kind of forget her or maybe, you know, treat her a little bit like Mariette, that she's a Melfest staple. Whereas uh, I do think that the audience... Are more the Swedish audience are is more curious as to see what Danis Alcedo brings to to the show. Uh, Let me just interrupt you, Toby. Forgive me for interrupting, but in the chat that we we had with her, we we asked, you know, what can people expect from the song? Uh, and her exact words were: "It's mid tempo, it's organic, it's dynamic, it's explosive." What does that tell you about the kind of song we're going to get? It, it tells me bye bye, doctor. Unfortunately, does it? But yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, mid-tempo organic that is not what Dotter fans want her to bring into Melody Festival and she might prove me wrong and I have not heard this song and I'm very curious about hearing it but I think that this might be not what the Dotter fans will want her to compete with we, we mentioned Danny Saucedo in that and we will come to him in just a second but I want to go um, and chat about Scarlet next and I don't want to ask a question, but just merely say Bella's name and just let her go wild. 
I'm like, uh, yeah, just because I like rock music. Yeah. No, I'm super excited about uh, Scarlett uh, entering Melfest. Uh, this should be really interesting. Um, what I'm expecting here from what they've done before from that uh, back catalogue of music is something a little bit heavier than Smash Into Pieces. I am very curious to see if that is what we get and how, if so, that does. Because, of course, Smash have smashed it. People love them, including all the kids. This could get a little bit more scary. They're wearing all the like face paint, the corpse paint, and it's gonna get a little bit freaky, I think, with the name Circus X, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm very curious to see how this does. Either people would get scared and run away, or they'll do massively well. I mean, look at um, Bambi Thug from Ireland uh, doing mm. a sort of similar thing. Um, you might say just from like looks wise with the corpse paint and everything. Um, yeah, super interested to see how this does and what it sounds like. Tina, do you think this sort of thing is going to scare a lot of children away? Um, not necessarily. Not in a bad way. I mean, they might feel a bit scared, but might still vote for them at least. Because I, I actually think that, I mean, when it comes to the younger audiences, they are they have such they have a slightly higher tolerance level they're more accepting of the quirkiness the fun um i mean that's why gunilla i and also like they're not afraid to be ironic like of mm. course they like the competition they like to you know cheer on their favorite but they're also not afraid and they don't take it too seriously so so they can sort of ironically dedicate themselves to something as well and that's and that's just generally how teens work i guess with um from what i see and experience when it comes to their humor so i think that this but then there's also that i mean if it's too sort of true rocky then it might not be ironic it might not be fun enough it might not be quirky enough um so it will be interesting to see how they will be perceived and uh which yeah i mean which level of the younger fans they will appeal to the most this is a song that i haven't heard and i'm very much looking forward to it because it's supposedly it's much much rougher harder much much more of of uh, heavy metal than we have actually seen in manifest but tina it just struck me you are working behind the stage have you already heard all the songs that's a secret i'll never tell <laughs> it just struck me that tina has most likely heard all the songs and have you noticed how she is keeping staying very yes. very neutral and a little bit <laughs> silent during uh, our, our discussions here oh my god i'm so jealous a true professional <laughs> And she's not saying anything either. She's just saying dead silent. She's got the Aww. biggest smirk on her face I've ever seen in my life. And she's Listen, not saying a word. I have my dream job. I'm not doing anything to jeopardize this. <laughs> <laughs> I am not getting fired. No. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't. I didn't mean to, 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 um, to try to get, get you fired, Tina. No, I just I wanted to emphasize how jealous I am. I understand. Oh. I understand. And if As I could I. share, I would have. But, but unfortunately, I cannot. Wow. After all this time, we, we always pester Toby to find out if he's heard the songs and Tina is sitting there all this time. <laughs> <sighs> Never mind. Uh, Tina, anyway, I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to ask you a question about the next artist, but you don't have to tell me what the song sounds like. Don't you worry. I'm not going to find <laughs> okay, it okay. fired. Okay, okay. Uh, but it's, uh, it's Lassa Stefans, right? Yeah. And I I've made some notes. You're a music journalist, uh, but perhaps you've got the same notes as me. You've... <laughs> 
written and recorded 44 albums and yep. have released 800 plus songs. That's oh, just yeah. astonishing. Jo, yeah. Lasse Stefans uh, are what I would say dansbandslegender. So, so this is an older culture in Sweden. So, like in 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 the whole in the whole country, we have uh, parks that we call the folk parks. So people would go there, and then uh, these bands would play these uh, folky sort of pop songs, and uh, and that's how they toured and made their money. So, so Lasse Stefans is one of these bands that also, of course, made it commercially, and they've been doing it for quite a long time. Um, they are not uh, youngsters, which you will see if you see them on stage later on. But they're, of course, I mean, with the career that they have, obviously they have fans. They are loved. They have been uh, successful. Um, we'll see what they will bring and how that also will be sort of taken care of when it comes to when it comes to the audience if they like it and like it enough to actually vote that vote them to a final or a qualification. Uh, Danny Saucedo, then we've waited long enough. Uh, very simple question, Toby. I'll come to you first. Uh, is he here to win? Yes. Yeah. That. Y- yes. This time, the last time he wasn't. The last mm. time he he was bored because of of COVID. Uh, so 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 and and truly, um, mm. uh, he he was bored because of COVID. This was something to do. So he entered with the, the Dandy Dansa. Uh, but I do think that when he was in the competition then and realized in the final that he wasn't one of the favorites, he wasn't the one that people wanted to interview, uh, he probably realized that, oh, it was fun to be here, but not as fun as it is when you are one of the competitors. This time... Uh, He's he's mentioned in interviews that this is more uh, more in the style of amazing and and uh, in the club. Uh, it is a it is a dance upbeat song and yes, absolutely, he's in it to win it. And I am so much looking forward to seeing this on stage and see what he can do with it. Uh, I've heard a snippet of it and it is it, it is in the school of amazing. I was just wondering if you're going to tell us any more. No. Can you say anything else about the song? No. no. Yes. No. 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 It, it, it is. Nobody's the gonna. Toby. Nobody's gonna fire you. You can say whatever. <laughs> I, I. I. told you what. What I heard. It. It is. It is the same school as Amazing, uh, and that's why I'm so excited about seeing the performance because I know that he can put on a show, and I can't say if this is a winning song before I've seen his show. Uh, Bella, in the final last year, he made an appearance, didn't he? Was it last year? Was that right? It was, yeah, when he was elected into Hall of Fame. And uh, the whole thing was about him, like, always being second. Do you remember, mm. like, the whole mm. sketch around it? And he was talking over it, and then he performed. So I feel like this is just the build-up, you know, that he is... That, that tells me as well that that is really his aim uh, this year. So it should be very It'll be quite interesting having a person that is already in the Hall of Fame who has also been a host of Medlo and been competing for a few times. If he, after all of this, actually, <laughs> if he actually becomes the, the Swedish uh, representative, but we'll see. It's, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because obviously we mentioned before he, he did, he has come so close in the end. Tina, you mentioned he's in the Hall of Fame. We mentioned his his interval act last year where he, he sort of embraced that, that coming second. So for him, do we feel that there is a part of him that just has this deep-rooted desire 
to finally put to bed all of that and just get to Eurovision. I mean, of course, otherwise he wouldn't be here, would he? I mean, it's not like, why would he be here to finish second again or finish mm. even, you know, of course he's in it to win it. And and also, look, look at it. It's, it's so unfair that he hasn't won it. Eric Sade has won it. Monselmlev has won it. And Daniel should have won it twice because both In the Club and Amazing are such great songs. But he was, Eric Sade is popular and Lorraine's Euphoria was even better. He effing deserves a victory if his song and performance is equally great, of course. Uh, Ace, of if, course. Yes. It's the big word at this point. We, 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 well, me and Bella, we haven't heard the songs yet. You listening at home, <sighs> you've not heard the songs yet. No. Uh, and we have to wait to see the performance as well because that's where it all lies, isn't it, Bella? We, you know, we can say, oh, it's great that Danny's back, but if we haven't mm. heard the song, if you haven't seen the performance, we just don't know at this stage, do we? No, it's, oh, I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait to first hear the little snippet that they release and then see mm-hmm. the little bit where you can see a little bit and then see the whole thing on Saturday. <laughs> yes, I just want to speed up time. You and me both. Uh, Toby, Tina, you'll be heading out to, I've not made a note of which city is it in. Eskilstuna. Uh, so Eskilstuna. Which, which isn't too far away from Stockholm, right? Blessed be, I'm so thankful. <laughs> I cannot do any more hours on the train. It's enough. (laughs) It's only one and a half hour. uh, So, yeah, it's close to Stockholm. And uh, as as soon as we've got a a few more hours of sleep in our bodies, I think me and Tobe will be straight, straight packing our bags and gone. Yeah. Yeah. we, we, We didn't say it on the recording, but we chatted beforehand. And between them, Toby and Tina have had six hours sleep. Uh, from Saturday night into Sunday morning. So well done, guys! I'm proud, re- very proud. Re- Thank you very much. Exactly, Bella. They're real troopers for joining and, us. And I, I'm the one with the most sleep. Tina has not slept at all, basically. I'm sleeping now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a sign we need to stop. And probably it is a good, it is a good time anyway. Uh, Toby, Bella, Tina, thanks for joining us on Belfast Monday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I will say it again, a big thanks to Toby and Bella and Tina for joining us again here on Melfest Monday. And of course, thanks to you for tuning in, getting your Melfest fix to kick off the week. It was great to look back at Saturday and look ahead to another, what seems to be a very exciting and intriguing heat this coming weekend. Is it going to be Doctor versus Danny or is there going to be a little bit more to it? We'll just have to wait and see. We will be back on Wednesday for your regular episode of the Eurotrip and back in seven days time for your brand new episode of Melfest Monday. In the meantime, don't forget you can keep in touch with us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can email us hello at eurotrippodcast.com. You can read all of our exclusive stories on eurotrippodcast.com. And if you would like to support what we do here on the podcast, you can do that over on buymeacoffee.com forward slash eurotrippodcast. As well, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.